What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So yesterday, we got our first look at Baseball, pros- baseball Prospectus's Pocota Rankings. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. But don't mind me. We are going to dig into that today, see what came out of that, what that means. So basically, Pocota is a projection system. It's just a system that they use to project a team's performance based on their roster playing time, injuries, and some other factors. This has always been released by Baseball Prospectus. Um, Nate Silver, you know, the big statistician over at 538, he's the one who established it back in 2003. And I think it's just a pretty good way to get a glimpse of, a somewhat objective glimpse of where teams stand heading into the new season. So there's some major takeaways from the 2020 Pocota projections, and we're just going to go right into them. So first of all is that the Dodgers. The Dodgers are projected to do very well. They're projected for 103 wins with a 99.9% chance of making the playoffs. That's well ahead of the second highest team, which is the Yankees at 94%. But Pocota projects the Dodgers to win the NOS by 24 games over the Padres. That's, That's a landslide. My goodness, 24 games. But that would be the largest margin from first to second in any division since 1995. And that was a strike-shortened season. I mean, if you you really think about it, there are some ways to explain how this could happen. Obviously, when you acquire Mookie Betts and you already have Cody Bellinger, you could say they have two of the best five players in MLB. That's obviously, you know, where you want to start. And then their pitching staff, they still have Walker Buehler, Kirsch, I mean, even even the guys at the so-called back of that rotation, Ross Stripling, who's still there, who's still a 3-5 ERA guy, who could be a two-starter on some teams. It's a good team. And then not to talk about their young talent, Gavin Lux, Dustin May, kids like that. Uh, Will Smith. Need I say more? And obviously Marcus Lynn Betts, Mookie Betts in right field. But it's not just... Just that the Dodgers are going to dominate the division. No other National League clubs projected to win more than 88 games. And nine of the 15 National League clubs are projected to win within five games of 500. So the Dodgers are just seen as this one outlier for the National League. And that makes a lot of sense. That really does. So that's something we should expect this year, according to Pakoda. Number two is that the Astros aren't going anywhere. You know, even though they've made a lot of noise this offseason with the whole sign-stealing fallout and losing their manager and GM and everything. But on paper, Pocota likes Houston. They're projected for 98 wins. They trail the Yankees at 99 in the American League. And the Astros are slated at an 88.4% chance of winning the AL West. And they're actually projected to do so over the Angels, who are projected to come in second place. I, I find that a bit interesting because I thought that the A's would have a better shot at this on paper. But then again, I have to remember that on paper, like projection systems like this are never going to be friendly to a team like the Oakland A's. They are the kind of team that are going to, you know, the whole is better than the sum of its parts kind of thing. So based off of like war and advanced metrics, they're never going to jump out the page, but they always find a way to find those pieces throughout the season and put guys in the right position to succeed. And I won't be surprised if, if Oakland is being underrated here. That's that's actually not a surprise of mine, because right now the Oakland A's 
are given just a 27.9% chance of making the playoffs, I think that they're going to, I think they will make the playoffs this year, actually. I think they will. But we'll see. But yeah, I mean, personnel-wise, the Astros, I mean, they obviously lost Garrett Cole. That's a huge loss. And the only significant roster addition is the return of Lance McCullers Jr., who's coming back off of Tommy John surgery. But, I mean, 97 wins, or sorry, 98 win as a projection for the Astros is, is pretty rich. And that's going to be interesting. Number three. The Mets. The Mets are projected to win the National League East. That's right. Not the Nationals are even slated to win their own division. Nor the two-time defending division champion Braves. But it's going to be the Mets who are projected for this. So that obviously indicates that Pakoda believes in bounce backs from Edwin Diaz and Eurus Familia. Because those dudes didn't pitch very well out of the pen last year. They also are looking for a strong comeback from Dylan Pantances, who they just signed out of free agency. So if those three guys are are pitching like they can, then obviously they would be a very strong bullpen. But the Mets bullpen was among the worst in all of baseball last year. And um, they did get a couple starters, M- Michael Waka and Rick Porcello. Those are middle-of-the-road starters, nothing really to write home about. But those guys, I mean, Rick Porcello is a National League pitcher who's somehow been in the American League his whole career. I mean, a pitcher like him, you know, pitches to contact, it's a lot of ground balls. That's a National League pitcher. Hopefully, he'll do a lot better in New York. But it's actually worth notice, noting that the Mets were favored to reach the postseason last year as well. They were projected for 89 wins, but that didn't happen. They did not make it to the playoffs. So, got to take these things with a grain of salt, quite frankly. I am, I am not very bullish on the Mets winning the division because I think that the Nationals have a very good chance. I think the Nationals, yeah, the Nats and the Braves, actually. I, I see another third-place finish coming for the Mets. That's just what I'm guessing. Another takeaway is that the National League Central will have a new champion for the fourth straight year. Pakoda likes the Reds. They are projecting the Reds to win their first division title since 2012. I mean, the Reds have been among the most active clubs this offseason. I mean, they got Mike Moustakis and Nick Castellanos, who are going to add pop to the lineup. They got 49 bombs from Eugenio Suarez last year. If Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo match their 2019 breakout seasons, and then Trevor Bauer regains his all-star status, and Wade Miley looks like the pitcher he was before his September spiral with Houston, the rotation should be strong. But obviously, that's a lot of ifs. I just said, like, five ifs. So a lot of things have to go right for this to happen. But Cincinnati does look like they're on the uptick. This comes at the expense of St. Louis and Milwaukee, which are expected to take significant steps backwards because St. Louis is projected just for 80 wins, Milwaukee just for 79. They had very quiet winters while the Reds were busy all winter long. But the Cubs are slated to sneak in the postseason with the second NL wildcard spot, a 51.5% projection of reaching October so that's going to be interesting number five is that the Phillies are getting no love whatsoever Pakoda does not like the Phillies despite signing Zach Wheeler and Didi Gregorius they're getting cut back from ACL surgery and year two of the Bryce Harper deal the Phillies win total is only projected for 77 that's just six more than the Marlins and the Marlins are in the early stages of a huge rebuild so I don't know why Pakoda isn't really feel, feeling the Phillies. 
I mean, it's just not. I guess obviously a huge part of it is that they play in a stacked division, so it's gonna. They have so many teams to jump. They have three teams to jump if they want to win that division. Three teams who are clearly ahead of them. So that's probably why. Pakota also believes that the Red Sox fans shouldn't totally give up on the 2020 season. I mean, that's tough to to hear, especially after new Red Sox GM Haim Bloom said the other day, he's like, yeah, it's pretty reasonable to expect us to be less competitive than last year, but we're going to try our best. That's basically what he said. But Pakota is still putting the Red Sox in line for 85 wins, which is actually one more than they won last year. That's a far cry from the 108 wins they they had in 2018 when they won the World Series, but it took no fewer than 96 wins to reach the postseason in the American League last year. So it's it's a far cry from the playoffs as well. But Boston's playoff odds are at 28.5, so that indicates they shouldn't be forgotten entirely. They only trail the Angels by two games for what would be the second AL wildcard spot. A margin of two wins in a 162-game marathon is... It is worth the fist bump, I'll say, but not much more than that. And by the way, the Red Sox have named an interim manager, Ron Renicky. He was, you know, on the staff. I think he, I don't know if he was a bench coach or something. He was already he was an internal guy. I mean, he's he's known for he he previously managed the Brewers back in the day when they had you know when Ryan Braun was winning MVPs and they were making the playoffs. And now he's made his way over to Boston. He's going to be the interim manager for now. But I will just read off the projected postseason clubs via um, via Pakota projections in the American League. Uh, I'm going to say this in, in order of best record to worst. Um, the Yankees, Astros, Twins, Rays, and Angels. In the National League, it's the Dodgers, Mets, Nationals, Reds, and Cubs. Those are the projected playoff teams. Very interesting, but... Pakoda's not perfect. It's just a projection system. Nobody has a crystal ball. Don't get too caught up in this. I mean, I understand in this day and age, we all want to look for an objective answer to everything, but not everything has like a foolproof answer. I mean, there's so many variables. I know we have war, we have a lot of sabermetrics, but let's just take the time and the fun to actually watch the game and make our own opinion sometimes. That helps. It helps. I mean, we use these things as tools, but they're not the end-all, be-all. So that's what I've got to say about it. We have a very, very fun season ahead of us. I can feel it. Pitchers and catchers have reported. At least, I think the last of them are reporting today. And we're going to have everything for you as spring training unfolds. That's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.